0: You are listening to the Her Money Matters podcast, episode 21.
1: Welcome to the Her Money Matters podcast, the podcast to help you take control of your finances. Join your host, motivational money coach, Jen Hemphill, as she shares with you practical, simple money insights and real life stories by women like you. Let's get to it.
0: Hey you, it's Jen. It's exciting for me that you are here. You may be listening when you're going to a, on a walk or maybe take break at work, driving in the car, cooking, whatever it is. I truly appreciate you. Sometimes I feel like I sound like a broken record because I say it so many times, but I really mean it. That's why I continue saying it. And not only that, I applaud you. And not because you're listening to me, but rather because of your interest in better your personal finance. So I applaud you. Today I have a fabulous guest for you and you are going to have so much fun getting to know her. Here are what I I thought were the main highlights of my conversation with our guest today. One of the highlights was the one financial challenge that she has that makes her feel super uncomfortable. She shares that. She also shares how She was once a computer science major and how that led into her love for the stock market and why she chooses her credit card over her debit card. She shares all about that. And she talks about what saving for her freedom was for her and why it was important And she also shares the money book that has forever impacted how she sees and manages her finances. So let me tell you who she is, who our guest is. So our guest is Mabel Surreal. So I'll say it sometimes, you'll see me saying it's pronounced it in Spanish, so Just give you a heads up. uh, And uh, Mabel, or Mabel, as you'll hear me say, has been passionate about the stock market and investing ever since uh, she took a course during her junior year in college. Before this course, she had absolutely no clue what investing was, and she became intrigued immediately with the field and pretty much taught herself everything she currently knows about investing. And of course, she continues to learn. Mabel bought her very first stock in the middle of the financial crisis in 2008 and has not looked back since. She holds a Bachelor of Science in Finance and an MBA. She's passionate about teaching ladies that investing is something anyone can learn. You don't need any fancy degrees or certifications to do it successfully. If you understand basic math, that is all you really need. That's what she believes. So now let's go and meet this superstar. Welcome, Mabel, to the Her Money Matters podcast. I'm really excited to have you here.
1: Thank you, Jen. I'm so excited to be here with you and your awesome listeners.
0: (laughs) Oh, thank you, thank you. Well, it's what's crazy is we recently connected, and I really, what I really loved about you is your interest in. Interest in all things investing. And plus the fact that you teach women and focus on teaching women this area was a win win for me. Because one, for me, I love investing, but the, for, for me personally, the research, keeping up to date on all those matters. Yeah. I liked someone else to do that for me. <laughs> yeah, I, there's just so many things in my brain. I can only take so much. So I'm really, really excited to introduce you to the Harmony Matters audience. So today we're going to go ahead and get to know you better. So you ready to dive in? I'm ready. Let's do it. Awesome, awesome. So, Mabel or Mabel for those of you that don't speak Spanish, because uh, I know you mentioned to me uh, prior to a recording that at work they call you Mabel. So I'm gonna go in between Mabel and Mabel. Uh, mm-hmm. I know you're the professional. We know your awesomeness. So tell yeah. me a little bit more about you. You know the male, the sister, the daughter, mm-hmm. maybe the aunt. Tell me a little bit about that side of
1: Mabel. Sure. So, well, yeah, um, I was born in the Dominican Republic, actually. I came, I moved to the United States when I was nine years old. So about 20 years ago, 21 years ago. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I lived all my life in the Bronx. So it's a part of New York City. I don't know if people are really familiar with it. Um, and I went to school in Albany, New York, and then came back home. And I, right now I live on my own in an apartment, um, close to the Westchester area in the Bronx um i i guess in my personal time i love to work out um i enjoy you know <laughs> spending time with friends um it's, it's like the working out thing is kind of what keeps me focused because you know my work can be stressful sometimes so you know it's my time to like you know let the stress go and you know stuff like that so yeah and just spending time you know quality time with friends and family and stuff like that so
0: Awesome. Yes. Awesome. And I like that uh, you work out. I'm a, a big into yes. working out. And you and I, even though I'm a little older than you, we uh-huh. moved to the States at this. I was eight,
1: okay. um, but
0: it was more than 20 years ago.
1: Around <laughs> <laughs> the same age either way. So that's it was, cool. A, yeah, we moved around yeah. the same
0: age. It's just, awesome. I've been here a little bit longer. Yeah. So uh, tell me about how you grew up around money. So I know you have an interest in investing but it came from somewhere. So tell me about how you grew up around money. What was, you know, what were the family dynamics as far as the discussions, if there are any money conversations, those type of things. Let us know about that.
1: Sure. So to be honest, growing up, my family and like my parents never really talked to me about, you know, specific any tips about money management or anything like that. I think most of what I learned growing up was was from observing my dad and his actions towards money. So he's always been pretty cautious and pretty serious about his credit score and how he managed his own finances. So I always remember hearing him say, you know, I, I never want to have a balance on my credit card, you know, and even, you know, just mentioning it to my mom, like, you know, make sure you pay that in full, like, you know, don't don't have any, any debt just lingering and, you know, stuff like that. And um, okay. and then when I was like, I think I was 17, right before I went away to college, she actually took me to a bank to open my first a bank account and he co- he became a co signer. So, you know, during those times you're really young, so they don't give you a credit card. Right. Under your name specifically. So, what he did was he, I don't know what company he used, but he put his, I guess, as, as a co signer or something. I don't know if that would, is that the right word for it? Yeah, but yeah did um, he
0: co sign or put you, added you to the account?
1: Yeah, to the credit yeah, mm-hmm. so Craig card. Exactly. So, you know, he just, you know, I think, I don't know if he had faith in me or whatever, but he just said, you know, if you need this for emergencies, use it and, you know, let me know. But, you know, it wasn't really direct advice. It was just me observing him. And then when it got to a point that I got older, he kind of, you know, gave me the tools to you know go forward. But that was that was it.
0: Well, but that was that's actually a lot. I mean, they talked to you about not getting into debt, and you the actions that he took as far as managing his money, you were able to observe that. So, um, sounds like they set a good example for you. So they did, yeah. (laughs)
1: Even if maybe they didn't, maybe they didn't realize, or maybe they were doing it intentionally, but they, yeah, I guess they definitely
0: did. Right, because and you don't have kids, but kitten, I'm sure. But you've seen it. No matter how young the kids are, they see what the parents are doing and they are, the parents are setting examples so early on and they just observe and are able to, you know, they start doing what their parents are doing, essentially. That's that's true, yeah. So, and tell me, what would you say is the best
1: money advice you've received? Um, I think the best money advice was, it came from a book, (laughs) I would say, when I was around 21. And um, I guess I could say for my dad and from my book together, but it was it's pretty simple, but it's to save and to save young. Um, I don't know if it's in my nature just to be a saver, and that's why I kind of took that advice to heart and actually did do that for the past, like, you know, since I started working officially like 10, 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. But I think that was the main, I guess the main thing I learned um, early on was to save and save early. Okay. So yeah.
0: Awesome. And when did, I meant to ask you a little earlier, when did your interest in investing come?
1: Okay. So this is pretty, it was, I would say it was kind of random because I went into college uh, my freshman year with the mentality that I will be a computer science major. Oh, wow. And, um, <laughs> Different. Yeah, but that only lasted a semester or even half a semester because quite honestly, I took that first, um, computer science 101 class and I had no idea what I was doing. So pretty much half through the semester, I dropped the class and I felt really sad and discouraged because to be honest, like that was, I feel that I, I was growing up in the up and coming time where like the dot com thing was going on and all that. So I I wanted to be part of that. So I was devastated when I realized, you know, this is really not for me. I don't understand it. So I have to find another field. So my, um, one of my advisors told me, you know, try out the business school and see if you find the classes interesting and see if you like it. So. I went to the business school and it was, you know, and I kind of, I like the classes. I like math since I was, you know, younger. So mm-hmm. I enjoy them. Um Accounting was one of my hardest classes, but somehow by some miracle, I always tell people it was like a miracle of God that I passed my <laughs> accounting classes. And then after all that, um, I actually took a, uni- uh, my junior year of college. I took an invest, uh, not investing. It was, um, a finance class and it was called, um, I think investing, investment management or something like that. Okay. And, and that's when we started diving into stocks specifically. And I was amazed. I was like, wow, you can really, you know, make money by owning, you know, part of companies. I was extremely, you know, I was starstruck, I guess you would say. <laughs> so I was like, wow, this is awesome. So that's when my, um, and I think I was, I always think about, you know, in the past, have I, have I even heard about the stock market? And to be honest, I don't remember. It, you know, having any interest or even knowing much about the stock market before I took that class. So that's when I, right. I guess my interest, you know, woke up at that point.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. And I know you mentioned um, you're a good saver. And would you, would that be what you would say in regards to what you do well with money? Or is there something else that you feel that you're really good at with money?
1: Um, I will say that in a combination of that and putting money to work. So basically, mm-hmm. yeah. So basically, um, I... I, you know, I believe in having an emergency fund 100% and having money away for emergencies and anything that comes up, like any, not all your money can be tied up in investments, but, um, I do feel that I do a good job putting the money that I do want to invest. I think I do a good job managing that. So I think that will be my, you know, one of my, the things that I do best.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, of course we all have challenges with money. What would you say your challenge is?
1: Um, I would say, um, I was thinking about this question when I, when I saw it and I will say it's it's being overly frugal or cheap, whatever you want to, (laughs) whatever you want to call it. Um, I feel that, I don't know if it's something that I picked up growing up because, you know, we didn't have a lot of money when I was younger, when we came from the Dominican Republic to this country, um, we were, you know, struggled at first. So, and so I don't know if it comes from that. Um, but even though I do enjoy, you know, going out with friends and stuff like that, sometimes I have have a problem, um, spending money and, um, mm-hmm. you know, kind of, um, like for example, you know, people go out to drink for drinks and to, you know, to eat all the time. Like I have a problem doing that. Like I try to do that maybe once a month or once every couple of months, but you know, it makes me feel a little, you know, uncomfortable, but I don't think, you know, cause life is, too, we should enjoy life and enjoy, you right. know, whatever comes in. So, I would I would like to eventually not feel that way about you know, about money. Um, you know, because I, I feel like I don't know I've read all these books about how money is abundant and we should you know, mm-hmm. whatever you know, should, you know, whatever says. goes well, yeah. Comes back. So yeah, I think that would be one of my challenges. And also having a little bit like a I guess, um, yeah, like I guess that, I guess insecurity about, you know, letting my money go from time to time, I guess. <laughs> right.
0: And I feel you because I've been there because uh, I have been the, um, the saver. Uh, I still am, but I've, with my balance, with my husband, he's kind of mm-hmm. balanced me out because he's quote unquote the spender mm-hmm. and it's it's, hel- it's helped in the sense uh, that I realized that f- Knowing that he was a spender, that I was a saver, that I was like, no, no, we can't spend, you know, for whatever reason, I was like wanting to hold on to the money all the time. Mm. No, we just can't spend that on whatever it was, yeah. the case may be. And I, I've struggled uh, with that for a long time. And really what I found about that, why I was doing mm. that, it just came from my upbringing. And it was that my, with my family, uh, it was a humble background, so my parents always i always remember hearing we don 't have enough money or mm-hmm. the type of thing so i I realized for me that it was that that I was afraid to not have enough money, so I would just like okay we can 't spend it but of mm-hmm. course, like you said there 's got to be a, there's got to be a balance. you got to enjoy life. You can't take the money with you when you go. Okay. So you definitely have a good balance, but yes. So I completely relate to that because I have had that.
1: All right. I feel better well. now. I'm not alone in the world. <laughs> no,
0: you're not. In I also found that I have also found that with uh, women that tend to be savers that that's the case with them. And it, it's, it, and again, it's, and especially with some of the interviews that I've done, I've seen that trend where it's like, they're the savers and then they are frugal as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah
0: <laughs> and, yeah. uh, yeah. and I, I, see that same trend. So it's interesting. Yeah. And, uh, tell me about as far as your spending habits, do you use cash check or credit? What's your most a- favorite way of paying?
1: Um, My favorite way of paying is credit cards, and that's going to sound weird, I guess, based on my background, but um, the reason why I like credit cards is because of the points that it gives, like Mm -hmm. a couple things. One is the point.
0: Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you.
1: And also the protection that they come with, so... You know, if anything happens, you know, somebody steals your credit card number, at least you can – at least the money involved is not your money, it's the bank's money. So, you know, they could figure it out and what happened to it. Right. (laughs) But then, you know, if it's my debit card, it's like, oh, my God, it's my money. Like, what happened? You know, even though, you know, there's always that protection anyway, you know, with the banks, but still – and um also the points i'm a, i love to travel but i like i like to do it you know as as frugally as possible so i i fuse my points you know to go to different places uh you know and and, and i able to get like my plane ticket at you know you know way less than a regular price for example so i and i pretty yeah so i pretty much just try to collect as much as possible for traveling mm-hmm. so yeah that's why i use my my credit card for the most part
0: right and i hear, and i hear you i know a lot of people though oh no but the credit card it's i think it really and, and i'm sure you would agree with me or i think you would agree with me it really <laughs> all depends on your yourself and your spending habits and you know that i'm sure that you um pay it off at the end of the month yeah. you know yeah, yeah. you're tracking you're probably tracking your expenses you know how much you you spend and you know that you're able to pay it at, at the end of the month and some people if they don't they don't have the control, I guess mm-hmm. you can, you can say that that might not be the best word. Uh, maybe the credit card is not best, uh, for them, yeah. but also the credit card is also good just to seeing, uh, cause they give you those charts. Oh, you've spent this mm-hmm. portion on food or you, it's a good gauge, a good picture. Mm-hmm. Um, your bank can, depending on the bank, your bank can do that too, but, uh, it's a good picture of your spending habits uh, as well. And you can, and you can track that with the credit card, but yeah, but like you said, the protection is definitely better. Uh, than a debit card um yeah yeah so there's you know those got a way in balance you got to look at yourself and see okay (laughs) how well or you know as a credit card for me or uh, because i'm not against it i know for example like uh, dave ramsey Mm -hmm. he's definitely not definitely not pro credit card (laughs) Uh, but i'm not against it but i'm also you have to really know yourself your spending habits you you those type of things
1: I agree. And I think, like you said, like it's, everybody's different. So everybody has to know what works for them. Like for yes, some people, absolutely. you know, like some people can get carried away. So they, you know, maybe they should stick to debit or cash and, you know, just to get things under control. But then, you know, other people, you know, I feel I personally feel uncomfortable. As soon as my credit card bill is like over a thousand dollars, I freak out. So I'm like, no, I can't. <laughs> so I'm one of those people. But, you know, everybody is very different and, 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 you know, everybody, you know, can do what works for them and be successful at it. You know, you just have to know yourself.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and tell me about your proudest money moment,
1: yes, okay, so um i I don't know, I don't think I mentioned this before on the beginning of the interview, so basically, after I graduated my from college, you know instead of going into a finance, I wanted to be like a stockbroker right away, like you know that was like my dream, like, oh my God, this is where I want to be, uh-huh but, but um, what what happened was that I ended up getting a, a, a job offer from an insurance company. Um, my Even before I left, like my first semester of my senior year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a very well-known insurance company here in, in the States. And, you know, I told myself, you know what, like, you know, let me just take this job. You know, it's. It's, you know, it's a 100% guarantee. Let me just do this for like a year or so, and then I'll move on to what I really want to do. Right. Well, a year and change turned into nine years. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes. I was in insurance for nine years. And I could, you know, every year I was thinking, oh, my God, like, you know, next year I'm done, next year I'm moving on. But, it, you know, I, I got comfortable and it didn't happen. But what, what what I was doing, though, my on my free time and, and even, you know, whenever I had a chance, because I'm obsessed with investing, <laughs> was, you know, <laughs> you know, I would educate myself. You know, I, I um, read about it, do it myself. I started a, um, an MBA degree throughout my, you know, while working in insurance. So I would go to school in the evening and then in, during the day, I would, you know, work my regular job. Um, so, but during all this time I was preparing myself to switch careers, you know, I I told myself, you know, at one point or another, I don't want to be 50, 60 years old or whatever and, and wake up and tell myself, wow, I've been in insurance for, you know, 40, 50 years and an industry that, you know, if it's, I'm grateful for all all that I learned, but it wasn't something that wasn't your passion. No, not at all. You know, I'm I'm grateful for the friendships that I made and, and everything. That, yeah, but it wasn't where my heart was. So I was, you know, like I told you, I, I'm a big saver. So I just saved, you know, all this, you know, as much as I could, you know, even though I had school to worry about. And, you know, expense, you know, when I ended up getting an apartment in the middle of all of that. So how all this expensive? But, I you know, I, I was saving for, you know, how some people save for like a house or a mm-hmm. car. I was saving for my freedom. That is awesome. <laughs> I guess I would say that I could say that way. Like, um, I guess that's the best way I could explain it. So I'm like, you no, know, I'm going to have a cushion so that when I'm ready to, to, you know, to make the leap out, you know, whatever happens, I'll be okay. So last year I finally finished my MBA degree in Congrats. May. Thank you so much. It was I can't even remember how I got through that. It was like four years of struggle.
0: Well, that's a lot. I mean, working and an MBA, hello, that is, well, I can't imagine.
1: I can't, I can't even tell you, you know, what, how in the world that happened. But you just did it. I just did it. So I decided to quit my job in, in corporate insurance, and and it was scary. I have to be honest with you. you know, I ended up, what happened was I got an internship with a company that, in investing for that uh-huh. summer right after graduation, so... It's actually the company that I work for now as an analyst. I, I get to work from home for them, which is pretty cool.
0: That's awesome.
1: Which it turned out good, thank God. But um, when I quit that job, it was scary. And, and I even told my parents, and even though I think they have faith in me, and they didn't really tell tell me anything like, you know, what are you doing? I could sense it. You know how Latino families are, they, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, what do you mean? What are you going? Like, you have a job. Like, you know. Just <laughs>
0: right, right. The stability. You know.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. I could already sense that. That's maybe that what they were thinking. But I was like, you know, I kind of owe it to myself to like try this out and and see what the future holds for me. And and so you know, I, I guess bringing it back to the question, which I kind of hear from, like my no, my fine. proudest, uh, my proudest money moment um, was the fact that I was able to walk out from walk away from from that job and pursue my dreams without that's, that's any beautiful. fear. That yeah. is
0: beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it takes determination, obviously, hard work, which you definitely put in, and and just the discipline that you had. Yes. So that that is awesome. So kudos and congrats to you.
1: Thank
0: you. And um, and tell me like about your favorite money book.
1: Okay, so is this is a book I recommend every time somebody asks me this question. It's um. The Automatic Millionaire, yes. but yeah, yes. David Beck, I think his name is, yeah. Yes,
0: yes, yes, I have that, and he has various versions for mm-hmm. women, for couples, for, I don't know, I think even probably business owners. I think it's the same concept that he teaches, he just kind of tweaks the book a little bit.
1: Yeah, I think so, I agree, but yeah, he the, the first book that I ever read was that one, and I read that book when I was 21, and I think that's where, like I mentioned earlier, that my best money advice where it came from. I think it came from that book. Like, I think even if I didn't realize it, I think he kind of like brainwashed me in a good way <laughs> 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 about, you know, you know, start early, you know, and try to, you know, invest early and save early. So I think, yeah, that's, that's definitely my favorite book on personal finance. It, by it's far. a good
0: one. It's a good yeah. one. Basically the key was uh, obviously starting early and yes. uh, automating, automation, definitely, automation. Yes. automation is so, it's, it's huge. It's such a time saver too.
1: It is. Yes. Great. Right.
0: So, my bet, as you know, this podcast is all about making money simple and taking control of it. How would you finish this sentence? Her money matters
1: because. Um, because you owe it to yourself to live the life of your dreams.
0: Love it. Love it. Well, that was fun, my bad. I'm so happy I got to introduce uh, you to the her money matters audience. And yeah. I would like if you are game to have you back mm-hmm. uh, so you can share your expertise because today we got to know yeah. you and yeah. know about your story, but I'd really love to have your expertise and mm-hmm. uh, tips about investing and mm-hmm. things, you know, because you focus on women. So yes. I definitely would love to have you have back. So mm-hmm. if you're game, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I would
1: love to. Sound oh, good? Yeah, Jen, this is, that's all. That's what I wanted. I'm so excited about this because that's what I want to do. I want to get the word out there that you know people think it's complicated, it's too much work. Like I want to show all the women out there that it's not, and that they can do it too. So I'll, I'll be more than happy to be back on your on your show. Awesome,
0: for sure. <laughs> awesome. So we'll set that up. Yeah, and tell us where is the best place for people to find you and learn more about you.
1: Uh, well, I think for now, I guess Facebook. Um, okay. I have a. Uh, well, you can find me through my Facebook page, I guess. Um, Facebook slash girls on the money. Okay. Um. Also, or through email as well. You, anybody out there that wants to reach out or say hello? Um, girls on the money at gmail dot com. Um, I you guys have a Twitter account? Oh, actually, Twitter. Yeah, girls on the money. So
0: okay. Well, I'll there. be sure to um post those links. And I know you have, if if I can say a Facebook group. Yes. And I'll make sure to put that on because she gives some great tips. And I know I follow you on Instagram. So you've got tips on But I'll just make sure to link those up uh, in the show notes for people to, to find you. So again, thank you so much, Mabel. uh, for, for being here, for sharing about you. It's fun getting to know you. And I'm telling you, I've been talking to millennials and you all millennials really are just rock stars for sure.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Jen. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me.
0: No, thank you so much. And we'll go ahead and set up, um, afterwards, uh, Mm -hmm. another time to talk.
1: All right, cool. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye.
0: Well, that was an awesome conversation with Mabel, or as I say, Mabel, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And I wanted to tell you real quick that and share with you this story because recently I did some sessions where I didn't charge anything. It was just a limited amount of sessions, but the idea of this was just for me to give back because I like to and it's this, the season to be giving, right? To be generous. So that's one of the reasons I did that. And also I wanted to do this to help you Finish strong in 2015. We know money can be overwhelming; it can be stressful, and I wanted to alleviate uh, that as much as much as I could. Uh, So, in these sessions, what we did was we discussed the challenges. I gave some action steps to uh, take, just based on what was pressing, most pressing for the individual, and I had. this one particular call with this beautiful lady and i had it on a friday okay that's the key thing i had it on a friday and by sunday she already had emailed me what she had and gotten done which was a significant portion of what i challenged with you i kid you not and it really completely made my weekend and i know she doesn't want me to mention her name but you know who you are i wanted to celebrate you give you a shout out um On all that you got, you know, what you got accomplished, you immediately just took action and that is just awesome. And just so you know that I truly believe in you, I know you can do this and you're going to accomplish so much more. Sometimes for any of us, it just takes a little bit of guidance, a point in the right direction, some accountability. And that is all I did in these sessions. So, personal finance in general is not hard. We just make it that way because of everything else we have going on and in that head of ours, it just kind of fogs up everything. So just having someone to point us in the right direction and hold us accountable makes a huge, huge difference. I wanted to challenge you with something today. Speaking of these sessions that I did, speaking of that we only have, or we still have, I should say, not only, but we still have two months left in 2015, I wanted to challenge you with asking yourself, what is that one thing, just one thing, what is that one thing you can do for your personal finances that is going to allow you to finish strong? Is it figuring out where your money is going? Is it starting that? Savings account where you put money in for gifts that you've been wanting to do, so that way you go uh, when a, one of your kids has a birthday party or the holidays come about. It's just easier to shop for the gifts because the money's there. Is it uh, maybe putting away more money towards your retirement, or is it figuring out a way to make more income? What is that one thing for you? It could be something else that I didn't mention. So when the clock strikes midnight on New Year's Eve, what is that one thing that will make you happy you did? Because you know that will mean that 2016 you will have, you'll be starting even stronger with your money. One of the ways that will help you gain that clarity so you can figure out where your money is going so you can start that savings account for your get for the gifts that I mentioned. So you can put more money away for retirement. So you can figure out how much more income you need to live on, to live the life. Actually, not live on, but live the life that you want. Is my jumpstart your money mini guide. That is just definitely one way that you can do that. And this mini guide will give you a place to start. It will give you a clean slate so you can move forward from the overwhelm that money makes you feel. All you have to do to get this uh, mini guide is you'll, you just need to either, there's two ways. You can either text the word mini guide to 33444. That's again, you text the word mini guide to 33444. That is only available for those of you in the United States, sorry, but um, for anybody else, either the U.S. or outside of the U.S., you can also go to the show notes that can be found by going to Jen Hempel forward slash 21. So that is a wrap for today. I wanted to thank Mabel, or as I say, Mabel, for being uh, with us, for being so transparent, for sharing her story. And just be sure to uh, go to the website to jenhempill.com forward slash 21 so you can uh, find uh, where it is that you can find her at and get to know her better. And thanks for listening. And I will talk to you next Thursday.